This podcast is brought to you by MSI's Prestige Creator Setup. The futuristic design makes a bold statement, but what's even more powerful lies inside. Featuring the latest 9th gen CPU and dual channel memory, creators can save up to 30% of their time to create and render with MSI's Prestige P100 desktop. Complete the setup with MSI's 34-inch Prestige monitor, which supports 4K resolution while also reveling in pure and accurate color hues. The investment matters. Learn more at MSI.com. Say hello to SoCal native Eric Rubens, a.k.a. E-Rubes1. Eric is a photographer and filmmaker known for his strong compositions and amazing use of color. He's amassed a social media following of over 400,000 followers through his incredible photography. He started his career in engineering while passionately shooting photos after work on the side. After some time, Eric kicked the 9 to 5 and turned his love for photography into full-time income. He did this through savvy marketing and a great understanding of the space and business. In this episode, we are going to hop in into lots and lots and lots of various business ideas and topics around the current financial landscape um, and what you guys are experiencing right now. So, Eric, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. It's nice. The uh, last chat we did was, what, Kando, maybe a year ago or so? Crazy. Yeah, time flies. But, I mean, man, how, how crazy have things changed since that last talk i mean it seems like it's completely 180 since our last discussion i know that dude oh man just even just like i just had this flashback of you and i out back after we were finished standing in the grass the sun the birds chirping and all of a sudden like we've just been stuck in a house and yeah now it's like a a rain cloud over our head like just a a sad gray day (laughs) we've both like aged 20 years we're like hey man it's been (laughs) a long time how you been (laughs) I feel like I'm in my 60s now. I guess that is 30 or so, sadly. <laughs> Are we still in March? No, I think we're in, oh, finally man. now. March was the longest. Dude, my birthday was in March. It was the 26th. I was, had a cabin and like all this cool stuff set up. And of course, can't, everything was canceled this year. Sports, birthday. <laughs> did you have a vir- your first virtual birthday? Dude, I did. I had the virtual Zoom birthday. call? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're doing we're doing that for my wife's grandma. It's gonna it's uh was it her eighty sixth birthday, and we're doing it on a Zoom call with her family. I guess that's the way times have evolved, huh? That's dude, yeah, for sure. But that's pretty epic. Eighty six, man, that's awesome. Yeah, goals right there. Yeah. Um. So, where should we start? Too many things. I mean, I I think we should just you know hit on the crazy change in landscape that our industry has seen in the last, you know, month or so. I mean, it seems like a couple months ago, you know, everything's going great in the influence world. Everyone's traveling, all the businesses are thriving. And then, I mean, it seems like almost like the switch has just been flipped overnight. And now it's kind of, you're seeing massive furloughs across all the industries, countries closing their borders, people not having the budget they used to have. So I guess the kind of question that I think is valuable right now for us to touch on is like, what do you do during times like these during like seemingly unprecedented times? How do you pivot from a business that's you know doing really good that you probably don't need to change? And how do you start looking at other potential revenue streams, other things you're good at that you may not even realize you're good at and just other, you know, uses for your time now that we're all kind of sitting inside and <laughs> have all this time accessible. It's something a lot of us probably took for granted before. Dude, I agree. And I think to tee things up too, I mean, just travel and event-based opportunities have basically been completely shut down for creators. Uh, Instagram and YouTube creators who earn money through sponsorships are facing a massive decline in business because of the coronavirus outbreak. And creators and marketers in general are more or less shifting 
their strategies to continue to earn a living. And I think that's really what we're trying to uh, help facilitate today is like ideas on how to keep earning a living and doing what you love to do during these, you know, these rough times. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, these, these times are truly transformative for our society. I mean, they, they push people to think outside the box. And I think what you've seen at first is streaming services. I mean, specifically in the teaching realm, those have just taken off. So, I mean, I think the most natural one for us photographers or videographers is to teach like a master course on your photography, your editing, your, your whole business structure. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of creators come out with that and that's, that's obviously a great one if you're passionate about teaching and you think you have a unique offering or way that you approach your art or your craft. Um, I think that's very valuable to share, but I mean, I think all the industries have been kind of shifting towards like, how do we, how do we maintain this level of personal connection with our audience or with our clients? But you know, how do we teach it virtually? So, I mean, I do online CrossFit classes over zoom with my CrossFit coach every day. Um, you've seen cooking, you've seen, you know, just, it seems like everyone's just shifting to, to zoom calls like for how to run their business or, or I mean, YouTube to teach or something like that. But I mean, it's been interesting. Have you been, you know, accessing any of those or. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny you brought that up. So we've been working on like at AOV some, uh, I think we're going to call them like quick start guides. Um, and so I'm actually tomorrow going to be putting out a IGTV video and a YouTube video on how to launch your own podcast on a budget. So what I'm realizing is like, A, everything's on a, you know, a lot of things are on a budget right now, right? People aren't out trying to spend tons of money because they don't, you know, they've lost tons of revenue via brand deals right. and various things and they don't know what's to come. And so it, it doesn't make that much financial sense to go out and invest into heavy equipment, but you know, all you need is a mic to start a podcast, a mic and a laptop. And yeah, everyone, you know, most people have that or they can at least afford a hundred dollar mic. And if you really can't, I even show people how to do it with their iPhone. All you need is, I mean, you can technically start your own podcast with just a cell phone, you know, and as long as you have something that can record the audio, uh, just like editing, uh, in mm -hmm. photography, if you're not a great photographer, you can make up for it in editing. Same thing with audio. If you don't have a great mic, you can make up for it with understanding how to use equalizers and compressors and getting good at editing audio, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the biggest barrier for entry is just your own confidence. I mean, a lot of people think yep. they're their video is not going to be good enough for their audio is not going to be good enough for or whatever. I mean, that's kind of the excuse for not getting going. But I mean, I think the passion that people have for what they do or their, their unique skill, I mean, that, that will overcome any of that. Like if you truly have something valuable to share with people or you're, you really believe in what you do, or, you know, you, you love cooking, you, you love to travel and, and experience local cultures. And like, that's how you built, you know, your business up until now. I mean, that, that's powerful enough to share with people. And I think people will tune in to, to learn, you know, what makes you tick and how you built your business on your passion. I mean, that, that's something everyone can resonate with. So yeah, I just encourage people to, to share that kind of stuff because I find value and inspiration in seeing how people have constructed their businesses over their passions. I mean, that's something that I like to think I've done in photography and video and social media, but seeing how people have done it across other industries always makes me think of like different ways that I could be doing things. Um, and that's really important during this time is like learning how to evolve. Most definitely. And I think with education, like, like you can go broad, right? Like how to do various things in photography, how to launch a podcast. Like those are all very broad things. But I think 
the best way to create something of extreme value is like, what makes you unique? Like, what is it that's very unique about what you do? And then doing, if you can educate people on that or explain your process, I think that's very valuable. So like any type of like specialized knowledge that you could share with Mm -hmm. people, um, I definitely think that's definitely a great time right now that, you know, people are seeking out specialized knowledge and not just like the broad, um, the broad things right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think we were even talking about a little bit earlier how it's kind of sad to say that that these times have been good in the sense that they encourage us to think outside the box. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I always try to think of other revenue streams I could have or other little business ventures that I could undergo outside of Instagram. I never liked being dependent upon one revenue stream or one platform that I'm not even in control over to have all my income coming in. I mean, I think that's extremely risky, obviously. So I mean, I've always had in the back of my mind, try to think of as many different things you can be be doing or ways you can take your skill set and package it on other platforms or, or out completely off of social media in general. Um, but during these times, I mean, you, you see now like someone pulls the plug on all travel and hotel and all, you know, tourism. What, what are you going to do? I mean, how do you still take your skill set and what you've built up your audience on? How do you how do you drive that passion towards another facet or channel? Right. I think a great place to start might be you and I were kind of discussing uh, earlier before we started the podcast was like these kind of unique travel guides. You want to maybe dive into that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's a a really unique thing because I mean, there's, there's tons of blog entries obviously for, for any country in the world, you know, a overview on what you should experience on a trip there. But I think a lot of the times when you're a creator or a photographer and you go on a road trip or you go to a new country for the first time, there is a deep level of research that goes into, you know, what are you going to do there? What are you going to eat? What are you going to see the best times of day to do everything? And then you go on the trip, obviously you take all these incredible photos and videos from your trip. So, I mean, that right there is a package that's, that's extremely valuable for people. And I don't think a lot of the time we get back from these trips, you know, the the trips are all obviously just, they're so jam packed with stuff, you know, like I never have time to truly sit down on a trip and go through all my photos and video and write out, you know, what I did and what I experienced and what I'd recommend to a friend who is going, but now is kind of that, that good time. It's, it's the one time when you can really sit down and think about, you know, if I were to send my best friend on this trip or, or my brother, or my sister, or, you know, another photographer, like what, what should they do? Where should they stay? You know, what, what was the best experiences? You know, what, what are maybe overrated? You know, what, what does everyone say you should do, but you didn't maybe really have that same experience at that destination. I mean, that this is your chance to kind of sit down and write out really unique and cool travel guides. And you have obviously a collection of media from there to kind of build upon that. So I think that's something that a lot of people will find value in a couple of years down the road once this is blown over. And let me, let me tell you, there's no better time to sit down and write that stuff out than now when you're kind of stuck inside and not traveling. Cause once you start traveling again, you're not going to want to go back. I mean, the, the trip's going to be even further in the past. I and mean, once you start traveling again, you're going to forget stuff even more. So that was something that I kind of thought in my head would be pretty cool to start kind of trying to go back through some of these trips, sit down, look at the pictures, kind of write out, you know, a notional five day guide, a seven day guide, a 10 day guide, whatever to that destination. That would be uh, pretty beneficial in the long run. Most definitely. And then even, even adding the specialization to that. So asking people to niche down on like what they're into. So if you're really into outdoors and nature, then make, you know, your, your travel guide specialized to outdoors and nature. If you're a bookworm and you love cooking and going out and eating, then make a specialized guide to 
you know, the best bookstores cooking in, in, in best bookstores, restaurants and wine bars in, in Europe or whatever it may be. And I think that's going to uh, communicate to a, a, a much more niche audience, but it's going to allow you to become a much higher level authority for that specific thing because you're not speaking broadly. So I think anytime you can niche down and ideally you do these around topics that you're passionate about because the content's going to be that much better. But anytime yeah. I think you can niche down and, and add your own personality and, and uh, niche down into a topic that you're into, you can't, you can't really go wrong, man. Yeah. I find, I mean, when I'm planning a trip for the first time, I mean, I'm bouncing around to so many different sources for inspiration. I mean, I'm on Instagram, I'm trying to watch a YouTube video or two. I'm on a blog entry or two that I hope is relevant. So, I mean, I, I think that once you actually go and experience that destination, I mean, I know personally for me, I become so passionate about sharing all the stories that I experienced, you know, on that trip. And I, I really try to sell the trip to my friends and family if I have a good experience on it. Right. And I've never really taken the time. And my excuse has always just been like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like bouncing to the next thing. I don't have time to go back and write out all my thoughts and experiences on that. I mean, I, I will, if someone asked me for like, you know, a top five things to do, I'll write a quick email, but I've never really put the time into doing like a good guide to that destination. So yeah, I think that's like a, that's one thing that would come pretty natural to photographers because you are putting in a lot of research into all these spots you're doing. And I think that research is valuable. I mean, I'm not saying give away all the best secret spots, but I am saying there are some over like high level guides that you could be doing that would help the average traveler that I think you'll find benefit in down the road too, if people are accessing all those from you. Right. Um, what are, what are you, what are some of the ways you think that creators could get value out of doing these travel guides? Like what are the benefits to them for doing that? Well, I mean, a lot of things. I mean, I think you've seen it quite a few people on Instagram who have successful blogs on the side where they do these type of guides. I mean, there's way fewer people than I would expect. Um, and I think it's because it, it does take a good amount of time sitting down and writing them out after. And a lot of photographers are not really as passionate about writing. You know, it's a more visual craft. They don't want to sit down and write out a bunch of stuff. But I mean, I think given, given time, you have an excuse to do that for, for once. But I mean, you can, there's a lot of things you can do with them after. I mean, you can either have a nice pivot on your website that where you share, share all these guides you have. I mean, you can sell them if you want to go that route. Um, someday down the road, I mean, think of all the companies out there that are doing like touring tour guides and like planning. I think my, my, uh, Kaylee's aunt and uncle just paid a lot of money to have someone send them on like a trip to New Zealand where they kind of planned out the whole route for them, all the hotels. And I mean, that's like something I feel pretty confident that I could do for almost any destination I've been to because I've had to research all the places to stay everywhere to go, how to get around. I mean, so I mean, if, if you spend that much time doing research on something like you can market that someday to people because a lot of people don't want to put in that time. Right. No, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's really, I think there's so many opportunities like from the, like a business analytical standpoint, you, you have SEO, right? So if you're writing high quality content, um, online, oftentimes you can pick up in the search <laughs> rankings and now you're getting a lot of free organic traffic. So you have all these people coming to your website, looking, you know, for travel information on these specific destinations that you're writing about. And so you instantly build your authority, you're getting free traffic, making that page more valuable, your site more valuable, which can lead to brand opportunities, but at the same time can lead to business opportunities to where, I mean, if you really do love traveling and you enjoy people and you wouldn't mind showing people around, you could, 
you could guide a tour. You know, I went to Guatemala on a guided type tour and uh, with a small group of people and people pay big money for that stuff. So imagine taking, you know, seven people to Europe at $6,000 a piece and just hanging out with them and showing them around your favorite spots in Europe and maybe doing that two, three times a year as an additional revenue stream to your photography, filmmaking, and whatever else you're doing. There's so many valuable uh, things that could come out of it. Yeah. I mean, I think at the minimum, it'll just make you better well-rounded. I mean, that's never a bad thing. I mean, if you have built this big audience purely on your visuals alone, your, your audio or your photography and your video capabilities. And now you can offer, Hey, I have really good viewership on these guides I put together. That's just another thing that you can pitch to all these resorts or lodges that you're staying at, or potentially going to be staying at like, Hey, I want, I'm doing this guide to this destination. I'm looking at you to potentially put you in there. I've gotten, you know, tens of thousands of people to access these guides that could lead to a lot of bookings. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways you can spin it. Uh, to where this could be a beneficial thing down the road. So yeah, I just encourage people to do that because I mean, you've, you've done the work. So now take advantage of it. You know? Right. Another interesting thing is, I mean, not everything is down right now in this space. Like stay at home, workout alternatives, body weight exercises. Like I know the influencers in the fitness space are, you know, they're kind of booming right now. They're seeing a huge lift. Yeah. And, for sure. Because there's a lot of us at home and you were talking about, you know, you're doing CrossFit and stuff out of your living room yeah. with your wife. And, I know. Uh, you know, and it's, I think there's, there's still, op- not everyone is seeing a downside and I think there's opportunities for direct to consumer type sales as well that influencers could focus on. So getting creative and coming up with their own product lines, whether that's their own DIY at home guides to various creative things. Um, I think it's all about really understanding what the market is looking for. Like, what do what do people want to learn that there's not a lot of resources out there? Um, do you have any ideas around <clears throat> that? Yeah, I mean, I think you just need to. I mean, now is as good a time as ever to think outside the box. So, I mean, from the surface overview of our business and and what a travel influencer does, I mean, we need to be on destination shooting content. That's kind of what you think, but there's obviously, like I said, a lot of other things that go into the trip. I mean, there's the planning aspect. So you, you can break down, I mean, whether it's through Instagram live sessions, through YouTube tutorials, through online guides, like however you want to try to put it together, you can break down how you, how you plan a trip. Like how, how do you research locations? I mean, that would be valuable to people. How, how do you build a media kit? You know, like if you want to go into that aspect of the business, how do you put together a successful media kit? How do you put together a pitch deck for brands to go after business in the future? Um, how do you, I mean, if you're, if you're doing portraits of people on the outside, like you can shoot portraits in your backyard or in your, in your living room or in your kitchen and showcase how you capture, you know, people's skin tones and natural light, how you edit those. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things we do that aren't standing in the location, taking the picture. I mean, there's, there's a lot of functions and facets to the business. So I think really just breaking it down from the point when you decide to go somewhere, every little step that goes into planning that trip to reaching out to people, to taking the picture to going home, editing the picture to organizing the pictures, to putting together a finished product and then to market that finished product in the future to another prospective client. Those are all little steps that you can teach from your home. So I think I would just encourage people to, to look at the whole picture. I mean, everything you do for your business is potentially a skill that you can teach to someone else. 
Yeah. I mean, as, as digital creators, our, our biggest asset is being creative, right? And so if we can think outside of the box and, and, and get creative, then there's always opportunities. I think one of the big opportunities right now is interior design. Like people are stuck at home all day long. I think they're realizing like our space isn't as like we're starting to notice that our space is boring or I've never spent yeah. as much time in the house to where I'm bothered by the blank walls and, and different things. And <laughs> I'm not saying that like print cells are the, are the answer, but I'm not, not saying that you can't get creative and maybe someone doesn't want your, your, your colorful landscape image. But maybe if you were to hop into Photoshop and get creative and turn it into some type of poster or a cool graphic type art or Something like Bro, that. puzzles, puzzles are the future. Dude, puzzles, you know, <laughs> uh, that's, dude, it's funny you brought that up. My fiance had brought that up. She's like, I wish we had a, like, we were walking down the street the other day getting some fresh air and she's like, I wish we had a puzzle. Um, and then she goes, how cool would it be if like you could take one of your photos from like New Zealand and just turn that into a puzzle and we could. I know. That, you know? thought about that. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like you just need to think of this stuff though, like a month or two ago. Cause like, like the second go outside and explore again. No one's going to want to be sitting at home doing the puzzle. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, um, but I mean the prints, but I mean, like you said, the prints, the, I mean, there's other ways to, to put your work on something. And right. so, I mean, I think that stuff is, is going to stand the test of time. If you do the work now, I mean, like go build a print shop now, go, go. I mean, I, I hate pushing like presets. Cause I mean, I think it's the first thing people thought about always, but I mean, if you've never done them, like work on them. Like you, you just never know what little revenue streams you can build out now that you have the time to build out. Now it could be organizing all your, the campaigns you've done in the past or all the shoots you've done in, on your website and trying to, to a little bit more strategically market yourself in that manner. So that it'll pay off once all these businesses start opening their doors to tourism again, revenue starts flowing in. They become a lot more critical about who they work with because they have limited money. Right. You want to have everything lined up and looking really good right now. One of the, the interesting things is that uh, remote work is blowing up. And yeah. given the circumstances, like remote work is the it, remote work's always been the future. Um, right. That makes a lot of sense. But this, I think this has, has, has put remote work in a remote work in a pressure cooker for a lot of right. companies that probably wouldn't have made the, wouldn't have turned the corner on remote work for another five years. And now everyone's like, wow, we got to figure this remote work thing out. And with yeah. that, I think comes tons of opportunities. I mean, I can tell you what, like backgrounds, like these zoom and conference call backgrounds, like that's a revenue opportunity. If you're creative, like using your dope photographer, your dope images or your graphic design skills to make custom backgrounds. Like I read some article the other day that was on Twitter. Woo, my camera, dude. So my, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you, are you doing a pan here? You're like, He's pan. Are you going for a tr transition to transition out of when the TV turned on? <laughs> oh man, my tripods are at the office and I've been trying to, to, you know, we're not necessarily a central work. And so I'm trying to honor that and not go down to grab my, my gear. But so my camera has been sitting on this box and there was an earthquake in Boise, 6.6 .6 magnitude <laughs> earthquake two days ago. I just I heard about podcast that. And my camera like that, just like fell over, hits the ground. I'm just like, dude, the house is shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man. We're in California. We're supposed to be the ones with the earthquakes. I know. I know. Uh, but dude, so this article, this guy had started selling zoom backgrounds and I got online into the quick search this morning around and I found like people selling like zoom corporate packs, like three, $400 for like 
60 different, you know, backgrounds. And it's funny. That's that, crazy. Think, I bet they're selling like mad though. It's the funny think thing. about it. You're bored at home. Most people, maybe they don't have a cool background. Janet doesn't want to show her coworkers how like crappy her living room looks or whatever it may be. Yeah. So she's going to throw up the freaking Tiger King, you know, background. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I saw Hinge, you know, the dating app Hinge. They came out with a, uh, a pack of Zoom backgrounds that were supposed to be encouraging for people who are on dates. So it was like a fire pit with like a couple <laughs> seats around it. And there was a picnic blanket in the park with like a little picnic basket. Um, there's a blanket on the beach at sunset that you could be like, just kind of chilling on. <laughs> but yeah, they came out with all these like scenarios that would be really cool, like date backgrounds. And I was like, man, that's so smart. I should have thought of that. I think we're just getting started though. I, I think people that really want to flex their creativity, uh, you know, having a flickering candlelight, dinner back like what like i think there's so much opportunity with things just being digital there's gonna be a lot more remote calls a lot more digital face-to-face conferencing and things like that and i think there's just a huge opportunity for uh custom well-designed unique whether it's funny humorous pop culture type stuff uh designs i think it's going to be a big you know a big market and a great opportunity for creatives to to have some fun and and to to increase you know create multiple revenue streams like we were talking about even yeah, digital I mean, products. We general. talked about it a bit earlier as well, but I mean, I think that's a great example of just completely thinking outside the box. I mean, who would have ever thought that marketing a background for Zoom would be a potential revenue stream? But I mean, that's what these times are forcing people to do. I mean, no one, when times were good a few months ago and everyone was, you know, traveling for all these jobs around the world, no one's going to take the time to think about all this stuff and try to think of all these other ways to make money or ways to market their business and other capacities that they haven't done before. Cause times are good. So when, when times are difficult, I mean, that's, that's when it really forges your character. I mean, if you get through these tough times and find a way to persevere, find a way to think outside the box and market yourself in other ways by, but still tr- stay true to your, you know, your passion and your, what you're really good at. But you, you know, you can't always expect for 20, 30 years for to be doing the same thing and, and succeeding at it. You got to evolve with times when social media came out, if you were a photographer and you didn't embrace it. Um, I mean, I, besides a select few, I got to imagine that you are hurting pretty bad if you didn't embrace social media as a photographer, videographer. So, I mean, you got, you got to evolve with the times. I mean, take, take the good with the bad. And if things aren't working out, you know, you might have to change. Don't be stubborn. Yeah, most definitely. Um, don't be stubborn and, Try not to, we talked about, you know, getting comfortable. I think a lot of people were caught off guard because they were so comfortable. I mean, you know, if if you look at the tech space, granted, that's the, I would say the extreme side of it. It's like high growth, like they just like growth, 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 growth. And with growth comes a lot of change, comes new, new products, comes new, new opportunities, all these various things. I'm not saying that creators should be like going, you know, losing their minds and becoming depressed because they're trying to just like grow these crazy businesses. But at the same time, I think a lot of people were so comfortable. They never, they've been doing the, you know, and I've seen it. I I've seen people where I'm like, you are doing the exact same thing that you were doing three years ago. And I get it. It works. Like you travel around the world, you get paid by tourism boards and you make these, uh, you know, you take photos or whatever it may be, but that's the only thing they were doing. And so when this hit, they lost everything and where some people still had other revenue streams. Some people were involved with, you know, apps and other companies in different sectors. Some people had digital products. Some people had online training. Some people had five, six, seven different 
revenue streams all going at once and and they have a real business and I think as creatives it's important for us not to get comfortable like to put the entrepreneur hat on and realize you are an entrepreneur you're a sole proprietor and it's okay to enjoy the success and but at the same time you should always spend a little bit of time on on growing and trying to figure out what's the next thing how can I how can I foolproof this? Like building a business, like playing a video game. Like you don't want right. to lose the game. <laughs> so, you know, what, what tools and resources, what things can you add that will foolproof you into the future and just give you a better opportunity? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the first thing that I did personally, when I kind of realized that travel was going to be out of the picture for the short term is how, how am I going to pivot to other industries that are recession proof that don't require travel. So I was like, I need to focus on food and beverage. I mean, that that's something I can shoot from the comfort of my home. It's something people are obviously always going to need. And it's something that when I'm traveling, I, I don't always pay as much attention to because I'm, I'm on the go and it just doesn't make as much sense to shoot that stuff. Right. So I was like, what, what relationships do I have with food and beverage brands that I can leverage or which ones do I think I'm capable of working with that might be a good fit for my brand long-term um, maybe reach out now's a good time. They probably still have money because I don't think their sales are quite as impacted depending upon the company. Um, and then, I mean, everyone's rushing consumer Walmart deal. I know seriously, but I mean, consumer electronics, I mean, everyone's on their phones. I mean, everyone's on apps more than they've been in the past. So there's lots of opportunities in that space as well. I mean, you just got to think about what is recession proof or what doesn't involve travel. I mean, it's, it's fun traveling and, and shooting stuff outside, but there's a lot of stuff that we can still focus on from the comforts of our home and, and still run a, a functioning business with. So yeah, I think outside the box is the, is the overlying, you know, theme of, of this call. But I mean, there's, there's still money to be made. There's still businesses that are successful during these times. So you got to find a way to reach out to them and work with them. I think video is, is such a huge one too right now, because even with, even with all this stuff that's happening, um, Brands are still spending money and in, in some spaces and like you just said, but beyond that, engagement <clears throat> is up big time on social media. And so yeah. uh and video specifically, like people are sitting at home, um, and I'm not saying everyone, but a large portion of people just that's just from the data. Netflix data, all these streaming platforms, like people are at home consuming content right now. And so yeah. now's a really great time to to create content and and that could look like anything that could be a polished tutorial that can be a quick tutorial that can be you and your girlfriend just talking about relationship advice for people that travel full time or i mean you can you can get as creative as you want like you don't have to you don't have to make it about your thing. It might even be a great time to branch out and start a new channel. Maybe you're super into like karate or some weird thing. And <laughs> you've always wanted to talk about that and you can build like a little sub niche within what you do. Um, or shooting a bow. Yes. <laughs> I, I love how you thought that when I said I was out shooting the bow, you thought I was just like, it was like some slang. <laughs> I still, I, do. I still do. I love that. I still can imagine you shooting a bow. Here I am, this black guy in voice. I'm the first guy you've ever known to shoot a bow. Yeah, you are. Truly, I'm, you are. I'm what you picture of. I'm, I'm the picture of the of a, of a bow guy. Is is me? Or or Alaska bush hunters. I think I've seen. I think I've seen some bow work on that show before. But just them and you is pretty much it. Um. 
And I think it's cool when, like, you know, like uh, most people probably watching this have no idea that I shoot a bow. Um, and so it's interesting. Yeah, and I'm sure lots of people have like these interesting things that they do that no one knows about. And it's a great time to let people in maybe a little bit if, you, if you'd like to uh, start talking about some of your other activities and, and hobbies and think your other interests, I guess. Yeah, I think, and also I kind of thought about what you're saying that, um, it's a good time to think local too. I mean, local businesses are struggling right now. There's going to be a big recovery effort with those. So, I mean, if you can't support local businesses financially, because a lot of people are struggling financially right now, maybe there's a way to partner with them to help them recover. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for outreach in the early stages of once people can kind of start going out again and experiencing, you know, local restaurants, local hotels, whatever it ends up being. I think that you can get in the door with these guys and try to help them out when they need it most. And those, you know, early type relationships you can build right now might pay big dividends in the long run. So I I think me in particular, like I'm going to try to really focus on what doesn't involve me flying to the opposite side of the world to do something, you know, what can I do with the hotel down the street on the beach or, or that local restaurant down the street that, you know, lost a few months of revenue? Like how can I build some really, powerful long-term relationships right now that I maybe didn't have the time to do before, or maybe just didn't think about before. So that's kind of another, another little way I think people can take this time and this time where they're supposed to be kind of at home um, and try to think about who maybe within a 20 or 30 mile, 50 mile radius, do you think has an awesome business? You know, do you love their stuff? You think, you know, they'd be a great fit to work with Um, and maybe try to yeah reach out and get some, get some introductions going. Yeah. I mean, there's that side and then there's the other side too. Like I'm a huge believer in karma and at the end of the day, everyone's hurting and luckily some of us have awesome skill sets and you can be a part of rebuilding your community. You could be out there on the front lines, helping these businesses get their businesses up and running by offering them things. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm a a big proponent of free work, but I don't, wouldn't look at that as free work. Like, I mean, if, you have the skill set and you can go and help rebuild some of these businesses and help them get up and running. Like I'm a huge believer in karma and I think good things will come your way. Opportunities will come your way. I'm sure your local, who knows, maybe the local media interviews you, picks you up. Everyone sees you on an interview on TV and all of a sudden you're getting phone calls and emails out of the Wahoo. You never know what's going to come back, but yeah. I mean, it can just be a few hours a week. It doesn't have to be like a huge, huge production or something like that. I mean, just, using a little bit of free time that you have during the week to maybe help out a targeted business or two locally. I think, like you said, that would go a long way. It feels um, good. And it's, just, it's just a feel good thing. Yeah. hundred like, percent. That that's value. That's like compensation in a weird way is like, just like going home and just knowing that you genuinely help someone who's really in need and you could make a difference with your, your skills and you know, your platform or whatever it may be. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that, it's, it's interesting because we always try to like, when you think of traveling, you want to go to all these corners of the world. And a lot of times we neglect the home communities that we're a part of. I mean, I I'm guilty of it too, a lot. I mean, I, it's sad to say that I think I've done more like international work than I have work like locally with my own local tourism board or my own local hotel or, or whatever you want to look at. I mean, it's, it, but it's just the way it, it kind of works in our industry is a lot of the time when you're posting so much content from home, just naturally, it's not as appealing for like a local brand to work with you because you've already posted a thousand times, but you know, maybe right. now when, when times have changed so much and people are a little bit more desperate for help, I think now may be the good opportunity to kind of ha- do that outreach and help out in that capacity. 
Yeah, and I think it's a it's a great way to give back to the local economy. You know, I think everyone's so ready to outwardly look to make money in other countries or around the world or on the internet, but localize. It's like, dude, the farmers market, man. Like, you can work with lots of local companies, craft makers, and various people. Set up programs. Like, you know, you might be able to set up a simple photo social media program with 10 different companies that might be more than enough to cover your expenses and get you through the down downturn or whatever. Maybe when it's done, you end up with another business, you know, and you have yeah. someone else kind of take that over and you own it. And you just like, there's just, there's always so many opportunities uh, to those that get out there and just keep taking action, you know, but I think sitting, sitting and feeling sorry for yourself, I think is probably the worst thing that you could probably do right now. Yeah. I mean, business, there's so much business that comes out of recession. I mean, there's people are, are desperate. People are thinking outside the box. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see of all the companies that emerge out of this downtime. I mean, like we talked about earlier, I think so many streaming services are going to come out of this. I think a lot of companies are going to realize that working from home, the stigma that it used to be, it kind of was taboo. Like you're not going to get any work done if you're working from home. So businesses didn't allow it. I think a lot of businesses are going to realize like, Hey, we actually, got a considerable amount of work done from home. So I think that stigma will be gone a little bit. Right. I mean, it'll just be interesting to see like how a lot of businesses pivot coming out of this once things kind of return back to normal. I don't think they'll ever be normal again. I think this is way too much of a shakeup for things to just instantly go back to exactly the way they were. I think you'll see a big shift in travel in hospitality um, in just the way a lot of companies run their business coming out of this. So that's going to be really interesting to see how we play a part in that. Right. Um, kind of like we were chatting earlier, like the psychological <clears throat> impact of this. Like we just have no, we have no idea. We don't know if people are going to be stoked to get together in big groups and hang out and go to music festivals and, and, and dance and hug and do all that stuff. Or if they're going to be like, I'm good and I'm going to go on a hike with some friends, but I don't want to, you know, be in any big groups or whatever it may be. It's going to be really interesting to, to see what happens and what the sediment is. Yeah, it's weird. Just even psychologically, when you, when you think about how you've had to approach people these last, you know, few weeks or month or so, and everyone's keeping their distance, you know, you're so wary of people at the grocery store, like not standing too close to them, like not touching the same stuff as them. It's hard to imagine like once this goes away, I'm sure it'll be a gradual phase out, but I mean, it's just hard to imagine like everyone just being instantly all chippy and friendly again and being right next to each other. So yeah, we talked about sports, like tens of thousands of people all being next to each other. I mean, that just seems seems like another lifetime ago now at this point. So I know another, I think another great thing that creators can do, and this is like kind of putting that business owner hat back on is cutting costs. I think there's so many ways to cut costs. Like, um, if you're renting a place, you know, if you have like an office and you're in a month to month lease, like probably now is probably a good time to, to end your lease, you know, because that's a cost that you're eating and you're not able to really utilize the location. There's, overhead like software and uh SaaS expenses like you know maybe you're maybe you have a website where you're paying 12 bucks a month for them to host your prints but you don't sell any prints you haven't sold any prints in a year and you've been spending this money every month and you might have three or four or five different subscriptions that you're paying that come up to a hundred and something dollars a month and now's a great time to to cancel those or now's a great time to renegotiate oftentimes if you email these software companies they're willing to give you a month or two months free or uh, give you a deal, cut it in half or whatever it may be. And so there's lots of opportunities 
to cut cost to cut cost. <laughs> and I think that's something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. I think everyone's just kind of talking about like where do we find money? Where do we find money? And I think that yeah. is the correct you know, I think that is a great approach to to be in the abundance mindset. But I also think you have to be logical and, and realistic to it some to some extent and cut costs that you can definitely cut and, and, and limit some of those overhead expenses. You got me pulling on my bank account. I'm like, what subscriptions do I have going right now? <laughs> I've, did, I've done this, canceled. dude. I've, I've done this. Like there was some, there was stuff that I just, like there was a giveaway platform, uh, Gleam, when we used to do like off Instagram giveaways. And I've been paying like $57 a month for Gleam for like ever. I had no idea I was still playing. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, you're canceled. Just like sports. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and, and you'd be surprised when you start pulling up your email, you can just like, if you Google, uh, if you get in your email on Gmail and you search like receipt or invoice and like things like that, you'll start seeing, I don't want to, and you're like, I had no idea I was paying for that. Like, why do I have HBO now, Netflix, Hulu, this, and I don't use anything but Netflix. And it's like, cool. You can just cut those and that maybe just saved you 40 bucks a month or whatever it may be. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's a great idea. It's something I actually wrote down because I'm going to do it right when I get off this call. But I think also one thing that we talked about, uh, before on our call was it just goes to show you. And it's actually funny because we talked about this, the first podcast we had as well, but we talked about the value in building long-term relationships and trying to not do these one-off, you know, jobs that are just like a post and then you're done with the brand. And I think right now shows the power in having like a long-term recurring relationship, whether it's quarterly or whether it's, you know, a monthly retainer or however you want to set things up with the brand. I think, um, you have to obviously build that relationship. It's, it's hard to just go to a brand and be like, Oh, Hey, sign me for a year. But like once you've worked with someone before you've proven yourself once or twice, or maybe they approach you with kind of a bigger opportunity. I think it makes sense to try to, to push out these longer term projects because I mean, they stand the test of recessions and downtimes. I mean, that's how you you ride a storm is by having recurring revenue coming in and it can be through other revenue streams or it can just be through jobs that you've strategically tried to stretch out a little bit versus having like one payday, you know, maybe you turned it into a campaign where you're posting on your story once per month for 12 months. And, um, I mean, fortunately I have a couple of jobs like that that are, um, kind of strategically stretched out a little bit over the course of a year. But I mean, I'm thankful I have those in a time like this, because if I didn't, I would be like really pushing for all these jobs to come through. I mean, I had quite a few jobs I was supposed to be doing this month and next month, and they all got moved, canceled or moved. I mean, however you want to look at it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it definitely makes me think of, think about, man, I should be really pushing for that long-term structure almost all the time if I believe in the relationship with the brand and if I believe that we have long-term value working together. I mean, that's always the preferred setup. Most definitely. I mean, in, in my, like my philosophy is if I wouldn't work with you long-term, I don't need to be working with you. Like that just tells me you're not, it's a waste of energy yeah. and time because in the goal of business is to invest in long-term compounding relationships and compounding in the sense that, yeah, this, they may only do $10,000 of business with you in year one, year two, they end up doing 30 year three, they do 90, a hundred K year four, all of a sudden, five years later, you're doing 200, $250,000 in business with one brand. But that didn't come, that didn't come off a deal that came off of five years of compounding relationship building. And what happens is during these downturns, 
People want to work with people that they like. They want to work with people that they trust. They want to work with people that they know that they have an open flow of communication and that they're comfortable with. People are scared. People are shook. Everyone's worried about their jobs. Everyone's worried about everything. And they want to oftentimes work with people that they're comfortable with. They're like, hey, yeah, we've worked with that influencer and they were great, but we don't have a relationship with them like that to where we feel comfortable right now reaching out and, and them really taking care of us. But we've been working with these people for the last three years, four years, and they've always had our backs. They're basically extended family. We're yeah. gonna, the business that we do have, we're going to you know, call them. Let's talk to them. Let's get them on the phone. And so I can't stress that enough. I, I, I think it's extremely short-sighted. Like right now, take what you can get, right? Like you, if you got bills to pay, then you need to take it. But once – things get back to normal and you're, and you're back to rebuilding a business. I think it's so important to not focus on quick wins and, and short-term cash at the expense of building long-term compounding relationships because that's how you grow a business without sales. You know, you don't need sales when you have long-term compounding relationships. That's how you can triple revenue in one year without adding on a new client or doing anything differently. That's just all through comp, you know, compound. Um, I could go on and on about that, but it's definitely, it's definitely worth focusing on that. No, I love it. And I, I agree hundred percent that brands right now don't have the luxury of trying to go out and try all this new stuff, you know, in the influencer space or through digital marketing, they need to go with something that they know is going to work. So whether that's working with someone they've worked with before, someone who has a really strong, you know, portfolio and they have all their stuff put together really cleanly, which is why we keep stressing the importance of taking the time to make sure your website is on point more than it's ever been right now. Make sure you have your media kit on point more than it's ever been. I mean, there's going to be a time when the money starts flowing back in that brands are going to be more desperate than ever to utilize marketing, to try to get some brand awareness back to them. So they're not going to be going for those new people who they don't have relationships with, you know, they're going to be going for people who they know can deliver results. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's What's interesting. It's going to be real. Right. It's like, Think about yourself. If you were to end up in a situation, you're not just looking for help from <clears> anyone. Like, dude, you're going to your closest group of confidants, like people that you can trust, people that you know that are going to be there for you, people that you know will rally and, and get through this together. You're not just going to call up anyone or invite anyone to, you know what I mean? And that's how. Yeah, people, people are really vulnerable and sensitive right now. I think that's, that's the big takeaway is a lot of these brands who I've been talking to are are divulging like, Hey, we're, we're hurting right now. You know, sales are down this much. We've had to furlough or lay off this many people. We have a slow rebuilding process. You know, we want you to be a part of that. So I think like when a brand is, is willing to kind of admit that times aren't good, it's like a level of confidence that, you know, they want you to be part of helping them recover. So I think you can take advantage of that. And if they're not coming to you and saying that, you know, you can go to brands that you want to work with or believe in and be like, Hey, listen, I, I love your product. I believe in what you do. You know, I think I could be a big asset to you coming back from this. How, how can I help? How can we work together in, in what capacity, you know, what, what do you guys need help with most right now? Um, so that's, that's one thing I've been trying to do with like a couple of local tourism boards and a couple of local places is like, Hey, listen, I, I, I want to be there for you guys. Like right now, this, I know times are, are really bad in our space right now. Like what can I do to help? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's the feel good, the karma thing. I mean, like you, people, want to help people during this time. Like we're, we're all equally hurting. You know, we, we said some industries are doing good, of course, but I mean, overall 
people are hurting right now. So like we want to help each other and lift each other up through this. Most definitely. What are some things that you're doing or that you have going on maybe outside of uh, your, your, obviously your travel photographer. And so that's taken a hit. How have you been able to stay kind of stable through this? What other things kind of are you working on or do you have going right now? So, I mean, I have Explorers, which is a platform outside of Instagram, which, which is a travel based platform, encouraging people to like explore and see the best of every location. So the way we pivoted for the time being, since a lot of people can't go outside is we're trying to figure out a way to showcase local businesses. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier. Like how do we have people like utilize our audience and utilize our ability to showcase, you know, where the nearest locations are to you. How do we put drop it little pins on all the top businesses locally that need help or that are still open for business, but maybe you just don't know they're open for business. So that's one thing we're, we're trying to pivot our app to try to help local businesses since people can't travel in the capacity that they normally are. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm working on this brand called Leo Vici. It's a clothing brand. Um, so I mean, we're, Leo Vici. we're, yeah, Leo Vici. We're, we're not, I mean, it's a little bit recession proof. I mean, everyone has to wear clothes, right? So, I mean, I think it's, it's a good time right now to work on those passion projects that, that don't involve travel, work on something you've been putting off, work on, you know, anything you got outside of the a space that's being currently impacted. I mean, so those are my little, my little side ventures. And then, yeah, just like, I think the bigger thing too is what's the long-term picture. Think of, think of five years from now, ideally things are back to normal. So, I mean, take this time to build out, build out a roadmap, you know, where, where do you want to be in a year, two years, three years? How are you going to get there? What have you not had the time to do to get to there? And then I think, you know, once all the money starts coming back in and we talk about how businesses are going to need you, you know, everyone's going to want some brand awareness. Um, you're going to be ready to, to kind of seize that opportunity. Yeah. It's a great time to start building in that direction. I think it's a great time to take a step back and, 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 really reflect, reflect on why did, you know, everyone's in a different situation right now. I think it's important to take a step back and reflect on why am I in this situation? What financial choices, you know, was I making in the prior 12 months, 24 months that put me in this situation, whether it's a good situation or a bad situation. And you might realize things like, oh, wow, I never actually put any money away. I never saved anything. Going forward, I never want to go through that again. I want to save 20% of every check I get and have that for a rainy day. That way, the next time a crisis or something hits, I'm okay at least for six months, seven months, or whatever it may be. Um, reflecting on systems and, and processes, like it's a great time to, 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 to put better systems in place to set your business up for success. Maybe you're not the best at following up with brands. Maybe you reflect and you realize I lost deals because I just forgot to email them back. You know, or it took yeah. me two weeks to send them the information because I'm just not that organized or whatever it may be. And so I think it's a great time to really reflect on what's worked, what hasn't worked, what can be improved on. Um, you know, it's a great time to just be in the lab and, and tinker and, and fix things that aren't, you know, flowing that smoothly right now and, and making sure that everything's right. So when the faucet does turn back on, all gears are spinning and you can hop back into your business, uh, better, stronger, faster than, you know, you were before. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think, um, I don't know. I just, I really hope that this difficult, really difficult time isn't like discouraging for younger creators. Cause I know like when I was starting off, I didn't think of a lot of these things like outside the box. I wasn't really worried about other revenue streams. So 
I hope people who are just starting off who are like a year or two into this, you know, who maybe haven't saved to the level they have, I hope this pushes them to try to think of the other ways they can market their skills and people don't just get discouraged and quit. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm sad that these really, you know, downtimes in our industry is going to weed a lot of people out. I mean, I hope it weeds out the people who, who aren't truly passionate about what they're doing. That's, that's always a good thing. I mean, you want everyone in your space to be producing a high level of content that they truly believe in. But I mean, I hope people who are starting off, cause there's, there's so many talented people who are like just starting off. I mean, in this industry, I hope this doesn't, you know, steer them to, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, do something else. I, I can't truly follow my passion because you know, it's just not there right now. I mean, times are eventually going to change. You just got to find a way to weather the storm. And I think everything has a, everything has a cost though, right? Everything has a cost. And sometimes we have to make sacrifices and there's been lots of people throughout time that have gone through bad things and terrible times now, years before and, and everything in between. And there'll be more to come. I think the thing that matters most is, is living your personal legend, like living your doing your thing. If this is really what you want to do, then you're going to then you're going to make sacrifices and you're going to go through hardships and, and hard times like that's the journey that's the process that's what you have to fall in love with is, is the process you fall in love with the journey not the destination you know i've had years where you know when i was in my early 20s i had an office i didn't have a place to live i slept on my floor i showered in a sink we called them bird bats i had a membership to a gym down the street called johnny fit club and and when i say i had a membership i had a buddy that had a membership he'd come let me in like late at night like at 11 o'clock and that was the only time that I could get a shower, like a proper shower in. I'd get a workout in and then I'd get a proper shower in. And so, and I'm not the only one that's been through hard times in life. Lots of people have, have, have gone through struggles, but it's those struggles that make you into a stronger person and they give you a certain type of intensity about what you do. And, and, it, and, it, and it, it builds character and it, it builds, uh, it strengthens you. And so like, I don't think that, there's always positives in, in everything. Every dark hour that I've ever gone through in my life, I've always come out such a better human being and, and, and a more unstoppable force than, than the person that had, had started there. And so I say to all you creators out there, anyone that's struggling right now with what you're going through, like keep pushing, keep pushing, never give up. Like if this is what you want, like the world will conspire to make it a reality. You just have to keep pushing. You will, you will hit roadblocks. They'll try to turn you around. People will spit in your face. People will kick you down. They'll say you should get a job. They say you should do this. If you really want something, you should never let anyone get in your way. You just keep pushing forward and just know that you have support and know that people love you and, and you'll get through this, man, like all of you guys. like That's kind of what I have to say as far as, as, as that goes. Yeah, I mean this – this industry is such a roller coaster. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way it's always been. I mean, it's the, there's good times and there's bad times. And I mean, this may truly be the lowest a lot of people hit, but I mean, the, the benefit of pushing through that is once you hit a low again in the future, it probably won't be this bad. And you know, it won't even seem as bad because you'll be like, Oh man, I went through, through the coronavirus when I wasn't even allowed to travel, when every hotel shut down, when I wasn't even allowed to go out and eat, you know, I mean, We've been it's hard to imagine. Yeah. We, I mean, times have been good. That's, that's the nice thing is like, it makes you go back and realize, man, we, we, I probably wasn't as appreciative as I was that I could just travel wherever I wanted and do whatever I wanted. I mean, it was something I a hundred percent took for granted until it was taken away. And then I'm like, man, I had things going pretty good back then. 
We got but I mean, everyone was taking it for granted. I mean, when would you ever expect to not be able to travel? I mean, that's just something that's not even, wasn't even feasible until recently. This but was, I mean, I think, go ahead. Oh, God. I was just saying, I think during times like these, the one thing to always keep in mind too is people, like I said, people are hurting right now. And when times are really bad, you see the best in people and you see the worst in people. I mean, people are going to have really good days where, you know, they're feeling, they're feeling good and maybe they think they're going to get through it. They have bad days where mentally, you know, they, they don't know how, how they're going to get through this time. So, I mean, I think you just need to be really patient with people right now, but also there's really true signs of character that come out right now. Like the people who, who push through and really rise up during these times and try to carry people with them are the people who you want on your team in the long run, because those are the type of people who, you know, no matter what happens, like they're going to find a way to get through it. And not only by themselves, like they're, I'm a big believer of like getting through something with all your friends and family, like, like carry everyone with you through the finish line. It's, if you get through it alone, it's not, it's not fun. It's like, I, I played a solo sport my whole life, tennis. And whenever I won something big, it was cool and all, but it's, it's not like you didn't share the, the thrill of victory with like other people. So, I mean, I know some people, some people live for that, that feeling cause you did it alone. But for me, when I started playing basketball every day, like once I graduated, you know, college and I, I started playing pickup basketball with my bosses from my engineering job, but we played every day for seven years. And I remember I never had a feeling like that playing a team sport where we like won or lost together. And that kind of carried over to like the way I do business now. Like I love working with like startups and on like small ventures with the team because when we like do well, we do well together. And it's like a, it's a joint happiness and a joint success, which is a lot more contagious than, than you doing well on your own and having to explain the feeling to someone else. I mean, it's, it's kind of lonely at the top. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I, dude, it's funny you say that because when I look at success – when I look at someone's and I say, wow, that is a successful person. I don't say, oh, wow, look at his car and his house and, and wow, he's successful. You know what I look at? I look at him or her first and foremost, and then I look at their closest group of friends. And when you see someone and you're like, wow, they're all like they're all killing it. Like that's a like that's a bad person. Like that is a yeah. rad person. He's not some multimillionaire and all his boys or all you know all her girls are broke. Everyone's winning. And that says a lot. And that's what life's about. Like it's no fun, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's obviously there's those people, right? But most of us, I think, we want everyone to win. We want to have fun. We all want to be the travels. It's not fun if you have money and none of your friends can go on a trip with you. It's really rad yeah. if all your friends have money and you can all go on trips together and, and have fun and, yeah. and create and do things together. And I think that's the, that's the beautiful thing there. That's a par- I mean, it's a parallel to traveling in general. I mean, I've been on a lot of trips kind of alone or with one other person and I have to come back and tell like my wife and my family about the trip. And it's, it's just not the same. I mean, you, you can't describe the elation or the, the deep experience you got on a trip. But then if you can go with your friends and your family, um, man, it's, it's such a deeper, deeper and more memorable and powerful experience for me to be able to share that and reminisce on it in the future. So it really caused me to pivot the way I travel. I mean, I, I don't really travel alone at all anymore. I mean, I, I know there's some benefits to traveling alone if you want to find yourself or, you know, you, you tend to talk to people more if you're alone. But I mean, for me, it's like, I, have a small group of friends and family who I care about deeply. And when I can like travel and experience things with them, it, it just, it means so much more to me personally. I said in a prior podcast, it's an African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, 
go with mini. And so if you really want to build something of significance and you really want to get the most out of life, do it with people you love, you know? But if you're just trying to get rich quick and do this and just, then yeah, cool. Like then do your own thing. No one's going to hold you back and you can just, you know, work at your own pace. Uh, Yeah. To each his own, right? No, I hear you. But I think like during these times, it's important to realize that too, because I mean, it doesn't help if, if you get through it and a lot of the people around you get hurt and, you know, get burned out during this time. I mean, we need to think about our our little circle of friends, our home, and then more importantly, our community, like how do we all recover from this? I mean, what, what are the steps it's going to take to get through this? It's truly unprecedented times for almost all of us. So, I mean, there's no roadmap. There's, there's nothing out there. There's actual things that people can do, right? Like you could be reaching out, like you were talking about earlier that you've been spending more time on, on FaceTimes and, and, video chats with just friends and family. So now would be a great time instead of just DMing your, you know, the artist's great photo or saying something like why now's a great time to actually call your friends and check in and say, and, and not shallow conversations like, Oh, what's up? Everything's good. Like, how are you? How is your health? How are you? How's the family? How's your relationships? Are you doing okay? You know, like deep conversations, not shallow conversations, because I think, you know, being a lot of us young, young, you know, males and females, we, we have this facade, this Instagram facade of everything's perfect. We're all perfect. Everything's good. And even though underneath a lot of people are in a lot of pain. And so I think it's really important to call people that you care about now more than ever and, and, and be real with them, you know, out of love and a courage and have conversations with them and, and really check in on people. Yeah, it's a great time to connect with all your friends and family on a deeper level. I mean, there's there's no excuse now when we're all more accessible than ever before to not be calling your parents daily. Call your your brother, or your sister, call your best friend. I mean, people are at home, they're they're longing for interpersonal connections. I mean, it's the one thing that's been kind of ripped away from a lot of us since we can't go hang out anymore. Right. So I mean, I I just think that during these these times that are it's easy to fall into a dark place when you, when you can't connect with people on a deeper level. Right. Um, I mean, we're, we're humans We're we're, we love and thrive on connections, whether it's, you know, through love or, or through business or, or whatever it ends up being. But I mean, when that's taken away, you got to find other ways to make it happen just for your mental sanity more than anything. I mean, I think that's the way to stay, stay sharp and positive during this time is those little phone calls. I mean, I I'll do a zoom with my friends, like at least a couple times a week. And that's like really, how I mean, I leave those calls really happy. So I mean, I know for me, that's like a big boost to my week is knowing I can like still see my friends or like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, even though it's through a computer screen. I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, at least we're all checking in on each other and like you know laughing and and we have a happy hour. I'll, yeah. I'll be a virtual, but I mean, it is what it is. Make the make the best of these times and push through it together and come out stronger. The, I mean, they say friendship is vulnerable, vulnerability times time, you know, and, and, and being vulnerable, I think is the most important thing right now. And I just want to say something right now, just because I've lost friends in the past to suicide. Uh, I had someone on my team recently lose a very close friend, uh, to suicide and not everyone is, is having the time of their lives right now. I know some of you guys are in dark places. I think more now than ever, it's so important to have the courage to have difficult conversations. It's okay. It's, as long as your intentions are pure and you're doing it out of love, don't be afraid to have difficult 
conversations with people you care about. Like you, you have no idea. You may save someone's life just by calling them and, and, and really communicating with them and, and, and being there for them and, and not making small talk and, and jokes and really checking in on people because us young people, we have a weird way of hiding feelings and, 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 and pretending that everything's okay when sometimes things are not okay. So I challenge anyone listening to this to, to, to have the courage to have conversations and to spread love and to check in on your friends and people that you care about and, 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 and don't shy away from the difficult things that may come up and, and be there for people. Yeah, I think that's, it's always important too. like, if you, if you feel like one of your friend or family members is in a dark place, I mean, like be there for them. This is, this is the time more than ever where we have a lot of extra time in our day. So make yourself accessible to those in need. Uh, we, I mean, we focused a lot on business during this talk, but I mean, the same, same goes towards personal relations. I mean, that's, that's even more important is make sure, make sure you take care of the people in your lives, you know, that mean the most to you and, and be that person that you want other people to be, you know, it's, it goes both ways, you know, make sure that you're helping people when they need it. Don't just expect help to come to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy during these, during these times, you really find out a lot about people. So I think that's a good reminder to, to try to try to always be positive during these times. I know it's easier said than done, but I mean, this is people will remember these times for for a long time moving forward. So I, do what you can to come out on the right side. Most definitely, and I have some other things to say too. Like, like we should be spreading love. I had a conversation mm-hmm. with someone from the community the other day that was talking about how you know he's in he's an Asian person, and there's been a lot of hatred. Remember, right after nine eleven, like Middle Eastern people took a lot of hate after that, and and and. Asians are seeing and feeling a lot of negativity right now. And and it, and it destroyed him. He told me like the news between hearing what he was hearing from friends and, and watching the news and spending the time into that, it put him in a, just a dark place for a few days, you know? And I think it's so important right now more than ever to be spreading love, to remember that this is no one's fault. Like, and the only thing that's going to get us through this, you know, together is, is love. Like everyone, you know, there's people on the front lines and thank you guys to everyone that's out there on the front lines, all the service industries, the medical industries, everyone that's out there still working every day hard to make sure like people that home have food, have toilet paper, have uh, health benefits and all these various things. Uh, thank you guys so much. And, and even beyond that, though, like I'd love to talk with you a little bit about mindset. Like how do we stay how do we stay sane and healthy through this? You know, I've talked to a few people that feel really heavy because they're spending so much time in their day just reading the news and watching the news and reading the news and watching the news. And <clears throat> and I could see it from like day one, they were here, week one, week two, week three, and like every week that goes by, like they're, you know, they're almost lifeless. And so what are some ways that you're staying sane and, and keeping your mind healthy and, and obviously being aware of what's going on? Because that's like the responsible thing to do to some extent, right? But how do you also keep it from tearing you down and, and, and hitting you in the heart to where it immobilizes you and makes your life more difficult and takes you to a darker place, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, the news is what it is. I mean, it's important to stay informed, of course, but I mean, you, you got to find outlets to get away from the news. I mean, it, it'll just suck you in and it, it wants you obviously to, to keep clicking things and reading things. So for me personally, I mean, I, I do read the news a good amount because I, I do like kind of understanding what's going on around me, but 
I, I definitely realize that it has the power to draw you in and, and overwhelmingly it's negative. So it's, it's definitely never a good feeling after you read the news and I don't leave the computer like, Oh man, things are great right now. <laughs> like right. that's not the feeling I get. So, I mean, I think it's important as we navigate these unprecedented waters for a lot of us working from home so much, being at home all the time, how do you still find some routine or, or find other outlets? You know, don't, don't sit at your computer and work for, 10, 12 hours, you know, how do you still exercise? Well, for some of us, it's easier than others. Some of us can go outside. If you're stuck in an apartment, you know, you got to try to find those resources. There's, there's so many free resources right now, more than ever for working out online. I mean, I know CrossFit studios like orange theory, like Peloton, I mean, Peloton may charge, but I mean, there's so many like yoga instructors like that are doing uh, Instagram TV and like Instagram live classes. I mean, if you need to find online classes to help you work out. There's so many that are free and accessible right now more than ever. And I would encourage people to do those every single day because you just got to keep your mind churning and stay active during this time. Otherwise you go crazy. You'll get, you get pent up in your house. I mean, uh, it's just, it's, I get riled up about it because I mean, it's a lot of people just aren't used to being at home all day. I mean, I'm, I work from home, so I, I kind of have it figured out now, but it took me a long time to get there. I mean, I would just go on my computer for hours and then be like, Oh man, I'm just like, go walk to the kitchen. Like, okay, now what do I do? Like, it's, it's easy to fall into kind of that zombie like state. If you don't find some structure to your day, make sure you're still kind of checking the boxes, exercise, cook something new, you know, eat, eat something healthy, try something you've never made before, you know, try to try to find some new skills out of all this time at home um, that you can use in the long run. Right. I think it goes back to like self-reflection as well. You know, we're all different and I think it's important <clears throat> for you to understand yourself. Uh, some of us have very low levels of empathy some of us yeah. have extremely high levels of empathy. And so if you have a low level of empathy, you know, you might be able to read the, all the news all the time and watch everything and, and, and totally be fine and, and, and be chill. Where some of us, you know, you may read one article and hear that, you know, hear a number of deaths or something like that. And your heart may just, you know, drop to the floor and just immobilize you. And so I think it's important to understand yourself and navigate these these times, you know, with sensitivity. And I think it's important for other people to be sensitive towards other people too, like, and, 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 and not, you know, try to, sp- not trying to spread fear and, and things, you know, during this time and to just to, to be more aware, I guess, of what they're saying, what they're communicating, what they're spreading, what they're sharing. Um, because it's just a very sensitive time. Yeah. I think people are going to be really eager coming out of this to connect again. And I mean, not necessarily in groups, but just see face to face and like really love each other. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you can Hugs take everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe elbow touches, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just hope that I come out of this time with a couple new, couple new skills and just like a, a bigger appreciation for how good things are when they're good and not take that for granted again, because I mean, it's something that is easily overlooked when, you know, you're traveling and business is good you don't really think about why things are good and what it takes to make things going good in your life. And then when all that's taken away from you, you have an opportunity to become really reflective over man. And like the, I sure had things a lot better than I realized back then. So man, something, especially for us who travel a lot, I mean, travel, it's an incredibly powerful thing, learning from other people around the world. And when, when you lose that opportunity, um, it really just, it makes you so isolated that, that you, I'm, I'm so thankful that I had a lot of travel experiences, but mm-hmm. I mean, for those who haven't had a chance to travel so much, I would encourage you like once, once you're able to, again, whether it's even just like going on a road trip in your home state or, 
are experiencing the state next to you or, or just trying to get out and like find a new place. I mean, those type of experiences, I have the opportunity now to look back on and be like, man, they, they really were powerful when I was able to experience that stuff. And now that I don't have it, I like long for those experiences more than ever before. Yeah. Um, and Google Earth is pretty rad too. If you're, if you're in the new Google, <laughs> yeah, the new Google Earth is pretty dope. Um, Dude, no, no joke. I used to, when I was an engineer on my lunch break, I would like go up to Alaska. I'd go up to Vancouver. I would just go through Europe, through Positano, and I would just click the street view. And I would like virtually drive through some of these little little cities and just wonder what it was like to travel. So that was like the early stages of my my travel days. Yep, that's that's inspiration right there. Um, I have a feeling I'll be doing that today. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, dude, I was yeah, I was checking out some stuff yesterday <laughs> last night. I guess before we wrap up, one of the last things I want to just say is that you know, this is a challenging time for a lot of people, and I think uh, there's a lot of hurt people and, and hurt people often hurt people. And I think we need to be sensitive to that and understand that just because people are being mean or nasty right now, that doesn't mean they're terrible human beings. They're just hurt. And then there's people that are healed and heal people, heal people. And they walk around and they spread positivity and they hug people and they make people laugh and they, they spread love. Um, and so we're all, we're all humans. We're one large world. We're one community at the end of the day. And, you know, love will, love will conquer all and love's all we got. So just spread love and, and be you. You got anything? Yeah, I love that. I would just also, I would also just encourage, yeah, like transparency more than ever. Kind of just, that's been like a tone we've been talking a lot about this call. Like if you, if you're hurt right now and you need help, reach out to someone. If you have the means to make things better for those around you or for a local business or, or whoever it is, like be, reach out on, like be transparent, like let them know that you have the means or a skill that could be of benefit to them right now. So I, I would just say like, we all need each other really bad right now. And whether you're on the giving end or the receiving end, don't be afraid to initiate that conversation that you haven't done in the past and try to make something happen. Cause now is the time that a lot of things are going to be kickstarted. The recovery efforts are, we, like I said, we all don't know how to recover out of the depth of this levels of recession that we've hit right now. So you can kind of chart, you can kind of pave your own road, chart your own path, you know, do things you haven't done before. And you never know who's going to be on the listening end that maybe wasn't as accessible before. That's a wrap folks. Eric Rubens, e Rubes one, uh, dude, really appreciate you coming out and and chatting with me. Um, I think you and I are going to have to catch up again and, and maybe do another episode before this is all said and done. And, uh, it's been it's been great, dude. I just really appreciate you taking the time of your day to to have just an open discussion about some of these challenging topics. And I uh, couldn't think of anyone better to be chatting with than you, man. So thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks. I always love chatting too. It's so insightful and get my get my head spinning. But I'm going through those subscriptions right when I got the call. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, dude. You gotta save that money. The MSI Creator Awards is honoring creative professionals all over the world who are dedicated to 2D graphic design, 3D animation, and video editing. MSI created the online contest to explore and recognize the talents in the industry. Get ready to let your imagination run wild and showcase your unlimited creativity with MSI content creation. Submissions run until May 13th and prizes will be awarded within four categories. Learn more at MSI.com.